Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios, Chico Life Radio 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is good to be with you another Monday evening, reflecting into this rich topic of witness, this topic that we explore each and every week with a different guest. Um, and because we have a different guest each week, we are able to really get underneath the many different themes that uh, a witness this great theme of witness is all about. So I will do this tonight with uh, Jonathan Martin. Jonathan Martin is a convert, a recent convert into the Catholic faith and prisoner of St. John the Baptist Catholic Church. Jonathan, it's great to have you with me tonight. Thank you, Joe. It's very nice to be here. Jonathan, we have this opportunity to talk about witness, a topic that certainly touches so many different things. And before we went on air here this evening... You were talking about, I think, to be a very important word in the Christian faith, and that is gratitude. Gratitude. So um, why don't you go ahead and tell our listening audience uh, why this is so close to your heart? Well, the first thing that I'm so grateful for, to God for, and to my parents, is the fact that I was baptized in the Christian faith. My baptism was uh, just when I was a few days old. I'm very grateful that my parents chose to do that. Uh, My father baptized me, actually, and uh, it was an emergency, and so um, I was baptized in the Christian faith, and among, uh, along with that baptism came the responsibility of my guardians, uh, my parents, to make sure that I learned things like the Apostles and the Nicene Creed, and so um, those things I was instructed on and brought to a traditional church to learn about. I chose to believe on my own, of course. You know, those things came at my baptism when I was just a few days old. That was... Uh, crucial thing that um, I'm very grateful to God for and uh, very grateful um, that I have that. Uh, The next thing I'd like to say is that uh, I'm very grateful for the instruction that I received when I was a youth. I have permission to say uh, the name Giti Hansen, um, who was my uh, my teacher. She was my Sunday school teacher and also confirmation teacher when I grew up um, within the Anglican communion. And uh, that was the tradition that I was raised in. And Um, In her words, uh, she taught me about the Christian faith through the lens of Anglicanism, while her focus was on the universal beliefs of all Christians, along with being taught the Anglican practice. I'm very grateful for those things because they are seeds that uh, have been sown and uh, seeds that have been watered and um, grown into uh, me eventually joining the Roman Catholic community. Those were um, critical to me. Yeah, as you talk about that, Jonathan, one of the things that stands out to me is just the importance of gratitude itself for all of those things that have been given to us very on in our life that we just overlook. Yeah. Uh, to be grateful for the gift of baptism, uh, to be grateful for uh, the, the, the faith that has been given to us. You know, Paul says uh, quite clearly you know, that... Uh, to not be thankful for what is given to us upon him be cursed. You know, strong language in, in his opening uh, chapters to, to Rome. He, he talks about this. And yeah, so we need to 
acquire this disposition of gratitude, this disposition, certainly, Jonathan, that, that you have right now, and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, we talk about the theme of witness, and I don't know if we think about the power behind saying thank you, the power behind being grateful for something someone has done for us. Yeah. It has a way of moving us deeply. Uh, certainly, it has moved you deeply in your journey of faith. Uh, it has moved me deeply in my journey of faith. For someone just to come up to me and say, thank you, or just for someone to come up to me and just express their gratitude, it moves me deeply. And what in turn happens? It inspires me to be grateful. It inspires me to express my gratitude to those people who have done great things in my life, those people who God has put in the middle of my life to make me a better person. And so this whole theme of gratitude, certainly, Jonathan, has a very important role to play as we talk about the importance, importance of witnessing to our faith. It is to remember, what does the word Eucharist mean, right? Yeah. The very word Eucharist, Eucharisteros in the Greek, means to be thankful, giving thanks, thanksgiving, <laughs> right? And so our whole faith is caught up in this gratitude. Yeah. You know, you can go into the Old Testament. Time and time again, what you saw was the liturgical people offering up to God the first fruits of either the spring harvest or their fall harvest. This was their thanksgiving. They saw all things in God's providential care. Jonathan, there was something else you had talked about beforehand as it relates to what your parents encouraged you to do. Certainly, Joe. Um, I would say that uh, the importance of my mother teaching me to read when I was young helped me to be more fruitful and uh, it helped me to discover more about the faith and discovering Catholicism. And the opportunity that I have to learn to read um, when I was very young, fairly young, a little bit neglected within the public education. And I think that uh, it was truly a gift that I'm grateful for that my mom helped me give. Yeah, Jonathan, when you were talking about this earlier, I was just appreciating your gratitude for what your parents showed you and the importance they put on reading, because today we just don't do that. It's so important to go back to that great proverb of what you feed grows within this context, because it is so difficult to get to know more about Jesus Christ if we are not inspired to read more books, if we're not inspired to read the Bible itself. So getting our kids reading at a young age is so important, especially within the context of the faith, because alongside of the Bible, there are so many great spiritual reads out there that can make such a difference in our lives. And yeah, it's really important to to appreciate this for what it is. And you know, I have an eight-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter and they and they read voraciously and I love it. I never read when I was seven years old, eight years old, you know. <laughs> and they absorb so much more because they are reading more. And when you read, you really are exercising a muscle. You know, just as we would, you know, pump iron or lift weights to get bigger, the more we read, uh, the more our brain expands, the more we are able to take in. So Jonathan, as we're talking about gratitude, and, and that clearly has been, and I'm sure will continue to be something very important in your life, what other aspects for you in your journey of faith 
uh, were important? Attaining higher education, um, a bachelor's degree uh, that I have in sociology helped me uh, relate to people and it helped me relate to God in a very meaningful way. It also helped me see uh, the light into the Catholic Church and uh, the Roman Communion and the Roman faith. And so I would say that just um, in being the, the journey of the higher education and attaining that, certainly going through the hoops of the bureaucratic system mm-hmm. and everything, uh, you know, I didn't see it necessarily at the time that it was leading me closer to God. And in fact, it didn't necessarily all make sense, but I can see by being in the, the Catholic faith that it really, it really made a difference. Mm-hmm. So, and just attaining that, um, and it wasn't so much one particular subject matter, just the that part of my journey of faith has helped me. So, Jonathan, you were telling me that, uh, okay, so you came into the Catholic Church this past year. Yes, sir. And you were telling me that it wasn't your first time or your second time, but your third time through. I mean, where you actually finished. For you, what would you say, you know, why this time and not the other two times? Um, I say maybe the third time's a charm. I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Was there anyone in particular who led you uh, down the path? Well, where it's, you... well, it's interesting you should ask me that, Joe, and I would say that absolutely there is. Uh, that person would be uh, Lori Smith, and uh, the fact that um, her leadership in RCIA uh, helped me get through her prayers, her counsel, and just uh, her disposition really helped me. The third time through RCIA, I was more mentally prepared to Mm -hmm. uh, transition from the Anglican community into uh, the Roman faith. Yeah, that definitely, um, Lori made a huge impact and a huge, uh, played a big part in getting me through. Well, and God's care is providential, huh? Uh, In that, in the grand scheme of things, he always knows what we need uh, when we need it. And he's never going to uh, impose. He's never going to push. He's never going to shove us. But he will always invite us. Uh, And when our hearts are disposed, uh, we respond to that invitation, as you have, Jonathan. Yeah. I would also say that it was just a matter of God's timing. Mm-hmm. In the sense that the other two times, I you know asked questions and I discovered I met some new people and everything, but it just wasn't it just wasn't the right time yet. Mm-hmm. And so, the third time by uh, following through RCIA and uh, com- coming through uh, being confirmed uh, in the church and by being able to receive the Eucharist for the first time in the Catholic faith, it was just a matter of God's timing. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, you know, so often in our journey of faith, we, we ask the question when we're in the midst of something and we say, God, why this? Why that? And it is only in looking back, we look and we say, yeah, okay, now that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I think it sounds like a little bit of this is going on. Yeah. You go through one time, you go through a second time, and God has his, God has his reasons. And I'm sure down the road you're going to understand it even more why. Uh, it took so long, yet it took the time it needed to take in the end. That's right. Which I think is so important. So there are some other things I know, Jonathan, you had talked about beforehand. Um, I would say that I'm very grateful for the community at the Newman Center. And uh, I would say I got to meet some some wonderful uh, students, inspiring. Uh, in fact, there's one student there that uh, is very inspiring to me. His name is Ivan Mora, and he's a good friend of mine now. I met him at the Newman Center. 
and uh, he also was my sponsor in entering the Catholic Church. And so I was able to uh, ask him many questions about uh, the Catholic faith. Uh, we were able to coincide and be able to correlate and talk about you know, differences between where I was coming from and his background. And we were able to, we had so much commonality, and yet we were also able to discover some of the differences, some of the things that he knew already, some of the things that he was able to uh, uh, discover with me. And he was uh, patient with me, and he was willing to... Uh, you know, take the time to really understand the questions that I was asking. And so that was that was very crucial as uh, you know, he was a, a spiritual guide, I think, and he was also, you know, in some ways a mentor, and he was just a, really a good friend. So mm-hmm. I just would like um, to say that I'm truly grateful for Ivan Moore mm-hmm. and the, his patience and his time that he gave me. What I hear and what you're saying now, Jonathan, is that as we've already talked about gratitude, and, and how we are grateful for those who have been in our lives. It really is about how they helped us journey in our faith. You know, we are grateful for people in our past. We are grateful for people in our uh, present. It is really about how these people have, have helped you along in your journey of faith. And that without one of these people, um, we would not be where we are at today. Absolutely. And I think that's so important for us. I mean, for everything that we've talked about up to this point, I think that is really the highlight because ultimately we can take for granted the people that have come along in our lives and how they have helped us in our journey of faith, how they have helped us become a better Jonathan or a better Joe, right? Yeah. (laughs) And what God wants us to see is that in his infinite wisdom, he has his reasons why he puts people in our path. And sometimes, you know, Jonathan, as as you are grateful for Lori Smith or an Ivan Moore or for your parents or, or for an Anglican friend, sometimes we need to be just as thankful, if not all the time, just as thankful for those people who rub us the wrong way. Wow. You know, for those people who challenge us in our faith, that that make us uncomfortable in our faith. Why? Because they have us, or they ought to have us, re-examining our faith. They ought to have us thinking about things more critically. I would agree with that, and I would also say that that's one of the things that I'm grateful for about the higher education that I received, was that Mm. um, I chose a major that was uh, challenging to me, and I had to reevaluate some things, you know, uh, just be able to ask questions and be able to answer some questions and everything. And so um, that was critical mm-hmm. and critical in my development and who I am today. Yeah. What is the movie, uh, the book, uh, the, the first five people I met in heaven? Is that what it's called? I can't remember the name of it exactly. But I have to believe that if there were a top five people in our lives that helped us in our journey of faith or helped us along the way, that if not all of them, at least a few of them, would be people that might be the least expected person. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? Because for that moment that our Lord tells us, you must love your enemy. If we have learned to love our enemy, then that person has to have a great value on the other side, if you will. And I've got to believe that as we are sitting here talking now, Jonathan, uh, there are people out there that we kind of shrug our shoulders at or we we turn our head and we just kind of roll our eyes and in the end what god wants from us 
is our unconditional love towards them. I mean, all you have to do is go back to the cross. And what does Jesus do? What does he say? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. His arch enemies who sent him to the cross were never his enemies. We're his children. We're his brothers and sisters. And what he wants us to see is we are to imitate that love. Those who we see as our enemies, we are to love them with a heroic love, an unconditional love, a love that forgives. For all of it, as you're talking about gratitude and and being grateful for those in your lives who have blessed you, I can't help but think of, of maybe the inversion of that a little bit, how there are people in our lives that are blessings but we don't see it that way. Sure, sure. <laughs> we don't see it that way. It would be a whole other radio program for me to get into those people in my lives right now. But <laughs> there are a few that I know have challenged me to the yeah. core. And I, I did not have charitable things to say about them. Sure. To be totally honest with you on air here. <laughs> but I, I know everyone out there can identify with me right now. And yet that is the person that God says love. Yeah. And that is the person, I dare say, if we learn to love them, they're going to be on the other side of the beatific vision waiting for us and saying, I had a very important place in your life. Good to see you here. (laughs) So speaking of journeys, Jonathan, you you come from the Anglican community, the Anglican faith. And what were the things that were important for you that might have been difficult to, to, to work through and to get through in coming into the Catholic Church? I would say that one of the one of the biggest things would be the teaching about the Eucharist. And uh, one of the things is that um, where we found commonality was with uh, the teaching of the real presence in the Eucharist. And so uh, that was um, commonality between um, ex- accepting between the two traditions. And yet um, there's an additional teaching that the Roman Church teaches about transubstantiation. And so I spent a great deal of time uh, discovering and reading and, and studying and praying about, um, you know, can I, can, can I come to terms with what the Roman Church teaches about this? And the eventual outcome was, yes, I can. Yeah. And so... Uh, and by transubstantiation, that's a big word for our listening audience. Yeah. They're like, trans, what, what? <laughs> Essentially, when we talk about the transubstantiation, what we intend to say is that this is a word that designates the unique change of the Eucharistic bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. So, Jonathan, transubstantiation indicates that through the consecration of the bread and wine, there occurs an actual change of the entire substance of the bread into the substance of the body of Christ and of the entire substance of the wine into the blood of Christ. Even though, even though, Jonathan, the appearances or species of bread and wine remain that's, I mean, right, that, that's the that's the essence of it and of course this brings us back to john 6 uh, when our lord says unless you eat of my flesh and, and drink of my blood you have no life some language that is uh quite raw uh, because in john chapter 6 all the way up to verse 53 when he was talking about eating it was just a conventional 
uh, term for eating, how we might sit down and eat, eat dinner. And then he, he changes the language in verse 53. He moves from the estheo and, and, and the phago in the Greek, which is that conventional Greek term for eating, to uh, trogon, which is to chew and to gnaw, particularly on animals. And here, John has already developed him as the lamb of God. And then if that wasn't enough, he transitions from that verb in the Greek to a verb that speaks to perpetual consumption, right? And if there was any doubt, Jonathan, that our Lord wasn't talking about his actual flesh and his actual blood, you know, why would the disciples, why would the apostles leave him? Yeah. I mean, that that always strikes me when you get to verse 60 and following and the apostles say, who can believe this? You know, and, and they abandon him. If it was pure symbolism, the apostles would not have abandoned him. And I always that always strikes me. And so, yeah, those are some important verses as we reflect into uh, what the Catholic Church claims uh, actually happens there on the altar. Um, some powerful, powerful stuff. Some additional teachings about uh, the Virgin Mary, the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, there are some things, perhaps the Assumption and some things about the Immaculate Conception and just some things that um, are additional doctrines uh, that the Roman Church teaches and uh, things that I had to have an open mind to mm-hmm. and uh, was really willing to read into and see, can I accept these things and is it necessary that I accept and to join the church? and. Mm-hmm. Um, just in studying and reading and uh, praying about and that sort of thing. And I think that um, the intercession of the saints is crucial as well. The mm-hmm. idea that and we can ask the intercession of angels and saints and, you know, we have a whole company in heaven that prays for us and we can ask their prayers is uh, just magnificent. I think that's really wonderful. And uh, something that perhaps was alluded to a little bit in the Anglican tradition, but not really, uh, we didn't necessarily go deeper into that. Um, that's something that's, you know, pretty common, I would say, amongst Roman Catholics. Sure. Practicing Roman Catholics would be the intercession of the saints and just the idea of the communion of the saints that we stayed in the uh, Apostles and Nicene Creed. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so... Uh, yeah, the brothers and sisters in Christ who have gone before us, who have shown us how to do it the right way, <laughs> and who have imitated Christ. And you talked about them uh, interceding on our behalf. I mean, what's that great passage from Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2? A great cloud of witnesses in the stadium cheering us on. You know, yeah. they're in the heavenly stadium cheering us on. Yeah. You know, fight the good fight. Yeah. Run the race. Uh, this is what it's about, yeah? It's very encouraging. Yeah, it is. It is encouraging yeah. to, to think about it critically and say, there are people who have not only shown us how to do it the right way, but they are literally, literally right now, as we are sitting here this evening talking about the faith, Jonathan, they are cheering us on. They're rooting us on. That's you know, right. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. So when we are going through our ups and downs and we are going, Jonathan, through our trials and through our circumstances of our everyday life, we can stop and say, hey, St. Teresa, St. John, St. whomever, I need your intercession now. And what I love about the saints is the Catholic Church is not shy of making a patron saint of, of something, right? <laughs> so the patron saint of lost things or, or the patron saint of fixing engines or the patron saint of nurses or doctors or lawyers. Yes. Holy Mother Church is always looking out for us. So whatever your gift might be, if you're a teacher, if you're an engineer, you have a patron. 
And so if you're having a difficult time to be able to turn to that elder brother or sister in Christ and say, hey, I need your intercession right now, and knowing in faith that they are praying for us, we have asked them, we have called upon them, and they're praying for us here and now, that is exciting. It is exciting stuff. Certainly as as Catholics, this is a very important part of our faith, and I know for some of our listeners, while we've talked about this before, it bears repeating we don't worship the saints. Right? That's right. We simply call upon them as our brothers and sisters in Christ because, remember 1 Corinthians 3, 5, we are co-workers in the building up of the kingdom of God. We, we ask them to help us out. Someone once explained the intercession of the saints uh, in, in a similar way as if you're asking a friend to pray for you. If I That's ask right. you, Joe, you know, would you please pray for me about this special intention? And the thing is that um, they are in heaven. They're with yeah. Jesus. They're with the rest of the angels and saints. They're they're in heaven, and we can ask their prayers, and they do pray for us and everything. And so I just think that uh, it's like having, you know, a whole company, you know, being able to pray for us. So. Yeah, that's right. I mean, why not? Uh, they are they are already there in the throne room of grace, and we are far from it, so, so we need their help. <laughs> so, Jonathan, as our, as our time's coming to a close here this evening, I don't know if there was any other thing that you wanted to share. You know, we certainly we have the, we've had the chance to talk about gratitude, and I think that's so important to our journey of faith, yes, especially sure. in light of the Eucharist. We, you know, we had the opportunity to talk about a little bit of the Eucharist, the saints. Anything else that's close to your heart right now? Well, I'd just really like to thank um, the community at both uh, the Newman Center and St. John's for uh, being open. I want to thank the RCIA team at St. John's for their time and their dedication and their willingness to discover the faith on their own and to uh, be able to share that with people coming into the church. That was very encouraging to me. Mm. So they were able to answer all my questions, including you, Joe, because you taught some classes. Well, it's, so. it's, it's, it's always a joy. <laughs> it's always a joy. Yeah. And you know, Jonathan, you're speaking to something, and this will be your closing point of just the importance of that interpersonal communion that takes place in any gathering uh, centered in Jesus Christ. That that deeper sense of what it means to be in fellowship with Jesus Christ, to build up those kinds of friendships, those friendships that are rooted in Jesus Christ, those have lasting power to them. And they really help us in our walk. Certainly do. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's so important to, to highlight that because without the friendships, without those bonds, without the encouragement, without the pat on the back, we might stumble and fall and, and never get back up again in, in what God uh, is desiring from us. And that's why, you know, Jesus calls his own apostles his friends. And that's why throughout all of sacred scripture, you see friendship to be so important as something that builds us up, that we would accompany one another, listen to one another, share with one another the wisdom that, that uh, the Holy Spirit might put on our hearts and on our lips. And amen to that. Well, Jonathan, our time is up, and I. And Thank speaking you, of uh, Thanksgiving, I am I am grateful for you, and uh, sharing just not with me, but our listening audience, uh, a little bit of your journey of faith and those things that are close to your heart. Certainly, uh, look to have you on again. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you so much, Joe. Let us close in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. And God bless you.
Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.